tend to include the author's notes section because I always find that really important to read. And since you don't have the book and you're hearing it, um, feel free to listen to this section as well. This is the author's note. We are Aboriginal storytellers. Our perspective is shaped by the culture and history of the Palaku people from whom we come. Our individual knowledge and experiences and the collective inheritance of our ancestors. But we are two voices amongst the many Aboriginal peoples and nations of Australia, and we speak for ourselves alone. There is not a single Aboriginal story nor a definitive Aboriginal experience. In telling this tale, we were informed by two sets of stories that are the inheritance of Aboriginal peoples. The first set is stories of our homelands, families, cultures, the stories that speak to the connections that sustain us and that we sustain in turn. The second set is the tales that entered our worlds with colonization, stories of the violence that was terrifyingly chaotic or even more terrifyingly organized on a systemic scale. Both sets of stories inform our existences and thus our storytelling. The ancient tales of Aboriginal nations of Australia tell of an an animate world where everything lives. This includes not only animals, plants, and humans, but also rocks, wind, rain, sun, moon. And so Aboriginal family connections extend beyond human beings to encompass all life. These connections can also reach past one cycle of existence to shape the next. For example, a person with a particular connection to dingoes may have been a dingo before and will be one again. So it is with Crow. As Beth says at the end of the book, Crow is, quote, lots of things at once, little and really big, old and young, a girl and a bird. She's Crow. Aboriginal stories also tell of a nonlinear world, one in which time does not run in a line from the past through the present and on into the future. All life is in a constant motion, turning and rotating in relation to other life, and it is through these movements that the world shifts forward or back. In the words of Beth's Grandpa Jim, quote, life doesn't move through time, time moves through life. So the extent to which an event is past is not measured by the passage of years, but rather by the degree to which affected relationships have been brought into balance. Thus, the journeys of catching, Beth, Crow, and Michael did not advance because days pass by, but because these characters are finding ways to heal. Each of them ultimately reaches the point of transformation where they move out of one cycle and into another. This is why Catching says to Michael at the conclusion of the book, quote, it's the beginning that hasn't happened yet. One way to heal is through storytelling. As Catching knows, it is stories that get you through and brings you home. And many Aboriginal stories tell of the multi-generational trauma of colonialism, including the terrible pain inscribed onto the hearts and minds and bodies of Indigenous women. For Catching's family, this includes the heartbreak of the stolen generations. For around 100 years, beginning in the latter half of the 19th century, Indigenous children were taken from their families under laws and policies of successive Australian governments. The Australian Human Rights Commission has estimated that between 1 in 3 and 1 in 10 Indigenous children were forcibly removed between 1910 and 1970, and that no Indigenous family escaped the effects of this removal. 
For many families, including our own, more than one generation of children was taken away. This leaves Aboriginal families with a dual legacy of terrible heartbreak and the strength it took to survive. And it is by drawing on the resilience of her ancestors that Catching is able to survive when her own life is threatened. The final step in Catching's path to her own strength is shown to her by the experiences of her great-great-grandmother, a woman who lived through the hard days of the frontier and was robbed of all her choices. But Catching's old granny knew how to hold on to herself, with laughter, with love, and through her connections to her family and her homeland. Catching, Beth, and Crow all ultimately find their way to themselves and raise their voices to defy all that would diminish them, including the things they have internalized. And so the story begins, ends, and begins again with what always lay at the core of this tale, the enduring strength of Aboriginal women and girls. Thank you all for reading the story with me. I really enjoyed it. I hope you did too.